0: gorgeous before we get started on today's episode i have a huge favor to ask you over the next couple of months i'll be launching some new business trainings completely focused on helping you to grow your business it's a really special opportunity to get some business training from me and my team to help you set up your business now we are so close to wrapping up for everything for the launch but here's where you come in Please take just a couple of minutes to answer this super short survey. There are only three questions you need to answer, but I want to make sure that I'm covering everything that you need to know and everything on your wish list to learn from me about business. Just go to denisedt.com slash survey. Thanks so much and here's today's episode. Start your business for the freedom of time. Now you're tired of the hustle and
1: grind. There's gotta be a better way. It's time to listen to Chill and Prosper, welcome to Chill and Prosper,
0: you're ready to chill and prosper, with Denise Duffield thomas Hey there gorgeous, it's Denise and welcome to this week's episode of Chill and Prosper. Now I am talking about something that really annoys me this week and this is the beauty of having your own podcast, right? Every time you see something that annoys you, you can just take a note for it and then that will inform what your podcast episodes are going to be coming up. And I I actually didn't realize this annoyed me for such a long time because I totally bought into it as well. And I am talking about this trend of asking people how many hours they work in their business. And I did totally buy into this a couple of years ago because it just felt like Wow, this is cool. You could you could hardly work and make heaps of money. And of course, the most famous example of this is the 4-hour work week by Tim Ferriss. I read this book when it first came out. Um, god, I don't even know how old I was, but probably I was mid 20s, I'd say. And just this idea that you could work less and earn more totally blew my mind. It really did. And it was a game changer for me of just seeing the possibilities for business and creating passive income and marketing in a different way. And so even Tim Ferriss himself says, guys, it's not literally about working four hours a week necessarily. It's just about working on the things that are important to you and creating your business in a way that doesn't stress you out and that gives you energy for other stuff. And I am a ruler archetype in the sacred money archetypes. And so I... Um, I'm a workaholic sometimes, and I can work and work and work. And so for me, that idea of making things simple and streamlined was really, really helpful. But then I've I have seen it a lot the last couple of years where people share how many hours they work. And I love this transparency. I love it so much. My friend Leonie Dawson talks about how you know she build, builds a multi-million dollar business on ten hours a week. And I actually do believe Leonie because even though she has, some of those, um, you know, creative workaholic tendencies like I do, she genuinely spends time in her garden and on her art and with her kids and things like that. So I love the fact that she talks about that. Here is where the problem starts, okay? When people then compare themselves to others. So you might have seen Leonie's posts, you might have seen things like 4-Hour work week, and go, how can I get that done and how can I work less? And so people ask me a lot and they say, you know, well Denise, like okay, you've got a multi-million dollar business, how much do you work? <sighs> it's such a irrelevant question, okay? And I'm not being mean, it is just such an irrelevant question and there are so many better questions to ask. The reason why it's irrelevant is that we all have completely different capacities for work. We have different procrastination. We have different goals. We do completely different businesses. Our output might be completely different. And um, the quality of work that we do might be completely different as well. So let me just explain for, for myself why I find that such a hard um, question to even answer for myself. Because so I have a, um, a course called Money Bootcamp. It is a like an ongoing course where people are in a group. We have new people join all the time. And my role in that is to do the live calls and to answer questions in the group. Now, when I first started that, I was in the group seven days a week, all day long. That doesn't mean I was in there literally 18 hours a day. It just meant that I checked it first thing in the morning, I checked it during the day, and I checked it before I went to bed at night. And so I wouldn't even be able to add up all of those things because it might have been logging in while I was sitting at the doctor's waiting room and answering a couple of questions. It might have been waiting, um, I don't know, like it might have been in the car. Like So I actually do a lot of work in the car when Mark and I drive out to our farm, which is about 45 minutes. I sit there and I, I do work on my, on my phone. So it's really hard to quantify this when we actually are living these lives where we can check in and out of work right whenever we want to right and so work can spread and infiltrate into our entire lives um and then you think well what for me so much of my work is thinking of new ideas thinking of new ideas for marketing thinking of new ideas for podcasts those ideas come to me when i'm on the massage table when i am going for a swim or a walk when i'm having a shower so do i add those up as work time like, how would I even quantify that? Um, the other thing that I, do, where I'm not going to ever answer this, is because I've got ADHD, so I'm someone who procrastinates all week, and then I might do 40 hours of work and manipulate time and space and do that in two hours, and have this incredible download. And so, if you're comparing your workloads and your output to me, just know that I have ADHD and I procrastinate and I think about my business 24-7. And you might not need to do that and you might not need to compare yourself to that. On the flip side, sometimes people who are asking, they're trying to get permission in some way. So you might have thought that and gone, you know, I want permission to work less or I want permission to do things in an easy way, or I need permission to grow a team and create some ease. So usually it comes from a place of, um, it could be a place of pain that you're just going, oh man, I don't understand the secret that they're all, they all seem to know. Or you are frustrated with yourself and you're frustrated with some aspects of how you do business. So I understand the curiosity that people have, but I just wanted to do this episode to kind of tell you that it is kind of irrelevant unless you're exactly the same as as those people. Um, The better questions for you is to think about how much do I want to earn and what do I want to do for that money? Because when you start to realize that one, we all have different income goals, but also we all have different purchasing powers, right? You know, what your dream home is, in your town might be a completely different price from someone else's dream home. So even comparing money goals isn't always the most useful thing either, right? We we sometimes have different currencies. As I said, we live in different states or different towns that have different purchase power, and we all have different desires and goals for our life. So you have to do some work there and to ask yourself, well, how much do I want to earn? before you start to compare your workload and your work ethic or your output to someone else. Because you might decide you are happy with a very simple business, a very simple business model. You might realize that you don't want to do what other people are doing, that you don't want that complication. And there is a um, there is someone that I've been curious about recently and she earns like a ton of money. Like I'm talking like million or something, right? Something crazy. And, but I look at the way that that business is run and I, every part of me just goes, do not want, do not want to do that. I do not want to have multiple coaches working under me. I do not want to have multiple um, touch points for me to work with somebody. It's just not my cup of tea, And that's totally cool. It's so empowering to just know that about yourself instead of feeling like a failure or feeling like you're not living up to your potential or other people's expectations of you. So that's just a really key thing to ask yourself is how much do I want to make? And then the next question then is a consequence of that, right? Because if you want to make a million dollars, you have to make a million dollars worth of value for people. And you can do that in so many ways. You can, you know break it down and go, how many $10 things would I need to buy to sell? How many $100? How many $1,000 things? How many $10,000? And you can work out your own combination. But if you think to yourself, okay, $100,000, a six-figure income in my business would make me feel like such a success. It would feel so good. Well, then you can make decisions based on how many hours you want to work, what kind of pricing would you want to set up for that, And then it all kind of just tumbles into place rather than, you know, comparing yourself or setting this goal of, I need to have a business like that person. It's totally, totally irrelevant. Okay, so I'm going to take a really quick break. And then after the break, we're going to talk about how to set up your business to work for you and better questions to ask. But before you go, I have uh, an upcoming training coming up in a couple of months around business. And I would love your input on what you need to see in that course or what you would dream to see in that course. So if you go to denisedt.com slash survey, um, you can just fill in. There's like three questions, but it would really, really help me to know what business advice you would like from me. Okay, it will only take you a couple of minutes. Please go do that now. And I will see you after the break. Hi, I'm
1: Joebi Sijima. I'm a Brit living in the rice paddies in Japan, and I run the Wonder Mom Success Club, helping moms to be more productive and build their business around their family. I've been a huge DT fan for years, and one of my big aha moments was reading her first book, when I realized I could use the same baby step approach to upgrades that I use with productivity. That is to say, I don't need to refit the entire kitchen. I can start with just buying a few nice plates, or I don't have to buy a whole wardrobe of clothes. I can replace the saggy old gray knickers. It's totally doable, even if you're just starting out on your money journey. So my family now call these mini upgrades and they are all on board and love it too.
0: Okay, gorgeous. Welcome back. And um, and thank you if you went and did that survey for me about the upcoming business training. Again, it's at denisedt.com slash survey because I've got some cool stuff coming up. Now, we are talking about um, just this weird thing about asking people how many hours they work and – I love the transparency. I love when people share it. I just don't love when we compare ourselves or think we have to build a business like that. So here are some better questions to ask yourself. Um, We talked about how much do you want to earn and what do you want to do for it? But let's break that down even further, okay? Because you're allowed to build your business to work for you and your personality. If you don't, you run the risk of burning out, being resentful of your clients, and then just not even having a business to help people with. You know, so we're doing this for longevity. We're doing this for the sustainability of your business, not because you might think it's selfish or greedy or you, you know, you've been told the customer is always right. Okay, so how many hours do you want to work? That's the big question to ask yourself is if you see people and they seem to be living this chill life, what do you want for yourself around that? Do you want to not work on weekends anymore? Do you not want to work on Mondays or Fridays? You can absolutely choose. Now, when I started my business, I didn't think I could choose. It just didn't occur to me that I could choose, to be honest. And I started out as a coach and I had clients all around the world. And so I wanted to be available to them. I wanted to be generous to them. So I thought, wow, I don't want to ask other people to work outside of working hours so I will have my first clients at 4 30 in the morning I will have my last clients at 9 p.m at night because I wanted to you know work within different time zones and I was so burnt out and this was pre-kids so I was just like just suck it up and do it um but it felt really horrible so the first upgrade I made was to only work nine to five and then I was like oh I'm not going to do Saturdays anymore (laughs) Because I felt like Saturdays in Australia, Fridays in America and the UK, and what if people want to have a session with me on Fridays? I have to be available. Um, So even just taking those coaching hours down to a reasonable time for me was life-changing. And so you might just make a couple of little tweaks like that, and it's totally okay to do it. And occasionally someone would go, oh, it's like, that's after hours for me. And I'd just say, I'm really sorry. Like, I live on the other side of the world. That's my availability. Um... That that's it is what it is, and I felt like a bitch. But I needed to look at, like, put my own oxygen mask on first. Otherwise, I honestly would not have survived doing years and years of coaching like that. Um, the other thing for you is that you might realise that you need um, spaciousness between clients. And so if you use an online system like Calendly, for example, it will automatically block time out because I used to have them back to back and I'd be like, oh, my God, I need, I've been holding in this pee for three hours. I need to quickly go and pee before my next client. Um, and there was just no spaciousness there. So that could be an amazing upgrade for you to feel more spacious. You might realize that you can only take on a certain amount of clients at a time just to have that spaciousness around thought and feeling and workload, right? And if you someone who just bangs them all in and you regret it, then that can be an incredible upgrade where you say, you know what, I'll only take on two website clients at a time. I'll only take on three coaching clients at a time. Otherwise, I will reach my limit. Now, I remember meeting someone in my first year of coaching And I I had real shame about the fact that I could only do about eight clients a week before I felt too stressed. And I was really just like going, oh my God, I'm such a lightweight, but it was just too much to hold and too much space. And I probably hadn't learned enough boundaries and all that kind of stuff. So each of those clients, it wasn't just an hour. I was doing like three hour sessions with them, but I still was like, oh, eight's my max. And when I got to like 10, I was just like, oh man, this is such hard work. Um, and I met this lady at a coaching seminar and I, and I was asking the same thing. Instead of saying, how many hours do you work? I was asking everyone, how many clients do you have a week? Because I had this insecurity that I was being lazy and just not trying hard enough. And she said, um, on average, about 100, 100 clients a week for like an hour each. She was literally doing face-to-face work with clients a hundred hours a week. She was not even joking. And I, it just blew my mind. And I felt like, first of all, I felt like the biggest loser, but then I was like, how does she do it? But you know what? That might feel really easy for her. It would feel hard for me, but it would feel really easy for her. And so you can't judge either way. And also you can't judge yourself. Okay. You can only just ask yourself that question. How many hours do I want to work? And then give yourself permission to reduce those hours, to create those spaciousness, to block out your calendar. One upgrade I made recently is um, during the week of the end of the month is when I have two money bootcamp calls, one on a Thursday night, one on a Friday morning. And for me, that was um, like, such an upgrade because I used to do them every week for like six week blocks and it was so exhausting. But so that was a big upgrade. And then I realized that I was still over delivering and making them like 90 minutes. And so I recently just went, no, 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 60 minutes is more than enough. Okay. So I made that, made that change. And then I realized that Thursday night call from 8 PM till 9 PM was, um, I was starting to get resentful about it because, It meant that I was really buzzing. I couldn't get to sleep. It made me really tired for the call the next morning. So then I changed it to 7 p.m., 7 to 8, and then I can go and watch an episode of like Bridgerton or something afterwards. And I just felt really good about that. So you can make those little tweaks and changes. They don't have to be set in stone. You can renegotiate with your clients. You can change those things at any time. Um, but I also just realized that that week kind of knocks me out and I can't go into those calls exhausted from other commitments. So now, because I know when those calls are going to be, I literally go into my calendar and block it out for the whole year and I put in call week, no calls. Nobody can nobody can book into my calendar. I need that week. And then I go and get a massage um, either before or after. I go get an IV infusion I just do things to fill my cup so then I can show up and serve for for those people in my money bootcamp. That's that's why you're doing it. None of these reasons are selfish. It's about how can you thrive so then you can help more people? How can you thrive so you can make more money and change the world? How can you put your own oxygen mask on first, thrive so you can show up and surf a long, long, long time in the future? So you can make any of those tweaks that could be so simple for you right now. Um, Yeah. And then think about that in different categories of your business. So I know that if I have a podcast interview, like one or two podcast interviews, I'm kind of wiped creatively for the rest of the day. And I used to just block in like lots of them or I'd block stuff in and then have to do creative work like writing scripts or doing something like that. And now I realize I can't. So you'll have capacity around your own time. You'll have capacity around different parts of your business. And it's totally okay for you to shift those things around. Um, You might decide to look at your cycle around that. So my friend Stasha, who has something called the Period Coaching School, she talks about designing your business and your workflow to align with your cycle. Even if you no longer have a cycle or you don't have a cycle, you can still do that. You could align with the moon. You can align with parts of the month where you feel more in flow. Or you might have other commitments, You might um, be a solo parent who has their kids week on, week off. So you might design your business around that flow to make that feel really good. Um, The other part of that is when you're designing for capacity around time and energy and clients or different parts of your business, it's also okay to design it um, like around that timing thing. Okay, so you might work really well at 4 a.m., because you either have stayed up all night, because you work best at night, or that 4am because is because you like getting up early, okay? So, we've got to stop taking advice about, you know, five things that millionaires do. All millionaires get up at 5am. No, there are just no rules anymore about anything like that. And we've got to stop perpetuating it we've got to stop telling ourselves that there is one way to do business and we have to give ourselves permission to do things that feel good for us and help us thrive now um there's so many little avenues you can go around that for example you could look at um batching things you know doing doing work um like batching up all your podcast interviews or writing a month ahead of your newsletter. Now, I have a whole episode around this. It was one of the most commented on podcast episodes I've ever done. It's about batching. So you can find that. You can just search for that in your podcast thing. Go and look at that. But also, I've got some things coming up where we're talking about designing your business to be in alignment with your particular strengths and challenges. So if you love personality tests, if you love archetypes and things like that, you are absolutely going to love this upcoming training. Um, I've been working on it for months now. It's been super, super fun. But uh, if you want to find out all about that, first of all, go do the survey because then you'll be on my newsletter list and we can make sure that you are first to know. Um, That is at denisedt.com survey. We're still making those tweaks on that course. So if there's something that you really want to learn how to do in your business and you really want that permission to design it the way you want to design it, then make sure you go fill in that survey so I can, I can make sure it's useful for you. Okay, so stop asking people how many hours they work. Stop caring about it all together. And I have one last final thought for you straight after this last break.
1: Hi everyone, I'm Natasha Bray and I live in Wales in the UK. I'm a success mastery coach and healer for women who want to unlock their ultimate up level. I joined Money Bootcamp in August 2017 when I was at a really low point in my life. I was stuck around 3K months in my business and I'd just become a single mom to a 10 month old baby. I'd followed Denise for a while, and I was really attracted to her laid-back energy. Since joining Bootcamp, my life is now unrecognisable. My biggest money block was not being able to have money and love, and now I have an overflow of both. The same month I joined Money Bootcamp, a new man was literally delivered to my doorstep. We're still together now, and I've grown a seven-figure business in that time too. What I most love is the community. Being surrounded by other women achieving big things with money is so inspiring and it shows you what is possible for you too. Over the next year, I'm excited to be moving into my million dollar home with my partner and to be able to impact millions whilst making millions. I'm forever grateful to Denise and the other Lucky Bees for the part that they've played in this journey.
0: Okay, so... My final thought for today is around perfectionism because often when we're trying to design our business, we're trying to look for answers, it really comes to this place of feeling like we have to be perfect and we're never going to be. You know, perfection doesn't make you money. Perfection is not the goal at all. And so I want to read this, a few quotes for you. So Amy Bloom says, you are imperfect, permanently and inevitably flawed. And you are beautiful. And that's just such a wonderful reassurance, I think, to realize, hey, I'm never going to find this perfection. I'm never going to find the perfect way to do things. I am allowed to shift and change no matter what. And then the last one I want to share is from Sharon Salzberg. And she says, you yourself, as much as anybody in the entire universe, deserve your love and affection deserve your love and affection. Um, And you are allowed to love yourself so much that you give yourself permission to be imperfect. And sorry, one other quote before we go, because this is such a good one too. This is from Marilyn Monroe. And it says, wanting to be someone else is a waste of the person you are. Isn't that beautiful? Wanting to be someone else is a waste of the person you are. So You are whole, perfect, and complete. Your desires are valid. Everything you want to build in your business for yourself is totally valid and acceptable. And you are enough. All right, gorgeous. I will see you on next week's episode of Chill and Prosper. Have a great week. Bye. Thanks for listening to Chill and Prosper.
1: Tell your friends to chill and prosper. Review and subscribe. We hope you had a very good time.